Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hey guys, welcome back to the show. Uh, before I get going, uh, I appreciate everybody that's listening and share this out. Let's continue to like and subscribe and share this out to try to get as much eyes on this as possible. Um, I do appreciate anybody that has done so. I'm having a great time. We got some great coaches that have been on the show, and you know I'm really appreciative of those people that have donated their time and effort to talk to me on this you know lonely show. Um, today, you know, I, I want to get back into doing some topics. Um, you know, so the coach you have to deal with today is me, you know, sorry, there's no guest, there's no anything. Uh, like I said, there's a couple topics that I want to do that I feel that are important. Um, so, uh, you know, I, I'm going into my, I've been doing this for about 11 years. I've been doing football, basketball and track for about 11 years now. So since I was 18, 19 years old, uh, be turning 30 soon. So to some people, that's not an old coach. You know, it's still a young coach. I've been having the fortunate of talking to and speaking to some coaches. I've been doing this for 20-some years, you know, something like that. And, you know, they've forgotten more football than I'm ever going to know. But for me, uh, you know, I feel like I'm getting to a point now where I can start giving back to some maybe the younger coaches I uh, try to give back to those guys I want to get into coaching. And so I just, there's some things that I want to discuss and talk about. Uh, so one of the things I want to talk about was, uh, I'm going to title it, you know, so you want to be a coach. Uh, so I'm going to go through some things, you know, whether it's people that want to get into coaching or, you know, do whatever. Uh, and it, it doesn't have to be football. I know some of this might turn into, um, you know, football coaching and all that, all that stuff. Um, it can really be for anything. It doesn't necessarily have to always be football. It can be basketball, be track and field, because I've been coaching football, basketball, track, football more than all the others, but I've coached all three. I've coached all of them and back to back to back. And so this can go to any of them. Some of this might more be for football, but, you know, so I apologize if you're a basketball coach, track coach, but it's kind of what we're going to go through. I'm going to go through different things about the process of, oh, you want to be a coach and things maybe people don't think about. And it's just my own personal experiences. So we're going to go right into it. Um, so first, you want to be a coach. Whenever that decision com- uh, comes or however it comes. Um, for me, I wanted to do it since I was 15. My head football coach was a big inspiration. All the other football coaches were as well. See how much fun they had with the sport. Um, seeing how much fun they had coaching and helping us grow was just huge 
And I, I was like, okay, I'm not the most social person. I'm in a small town. I was an only child. So not being a social, I came out of my shell from sport, from sports, football, basketball, baseball, track. And so I knew what it was doing for me. And I knew what those coaches were doing for me. And so for me, I knew that I wanted to be around the game. I knew that, you know, I got that, the mojo. I got, I felt good about the sports. Um, I really wanted to give back to the kids. I really wanted to let them do the same things for them that that was happening for me. And uh, so I knew about 15 years old, I was like, that's what I want to do. I love sports. I want to be around it. I want to help the kids. That that's that's why that's why. And so on this podcast, I've always asked the coaches the same first question of you know how why do you want to be a coach or how did you get into it. And it's always different. It's always uh, it's always a different answer. Some are similar, but they're always different. And so you got to figure out. Okay, you want to get into coaching. Well, now you got to figure out. You know, Coach Kerr Hines is getting a shout out. Your why. You got to know why. And for me, you know, it may sound a little selfish of, oh, he wants to be around the sport. It's only about the sport. And I think coaching sometimes has to be a little selfish for yourself. And I'll get to that uh, probably here in a little bit. But you got to know why. So football, basketball, whatever. If you know, like, for your personal self, you want to get to college coaching, that could be a why. But at the same time, you have to make sure to know your why is to help the kids. Do you want to help the kids just get better at the sport, get a job, go to college, go to the Army, whatever it is? Make sure you know that's why. If you're doing it just because you love X's and O's and you just want to coach football and you don't care, you're just using them as a piece of meat and you don't really care, that's not why you should get into coaching. So make sure that when you make that decision or when you think about it and say, okay, I want to get into coaching, you need to know why. You need to figure out why you're doing it, what's your decision. What do you think about, like I said, I was 15, so I was very young, but I knew my why. I knew exactly what to get into. I knew what the sport did for me. It wasn't just I had nothing else to do. It wasn't anything like that. So you got to make sure that you do know that. Um, Then once you figure out and you've come to the, you know, you've come to the realization that this is for the kids, then, like I said before, there's a little bit of a selfish side. So we as coaches love helping, we as coaches love helping the kids. No matter what, we love helping the community. We love helping the program and the school, whatever sport it is. But there is a little selfish factor. And what I mean by that is if you don't like helping kids, you're not going to coach. If you don't like the sport, you're not going to coach. For example, you know, I've coached football, basketball, track and field. A sport I have not coached is baseball or softball. I've been offered a softball, but it didn't work out. Now, no offense to soccer. If a, if a school said, I need a soccer coach, it will pay you. I still may not do it because I'd be cheating the kids out because I just, you know, I'm not trying to be mean. Soccer is a very, very, very tough sport to do. I'm not going to do it. I, I have no burning desire to be around soccer. Softball, I, it's way different than baseball, but... I think I would enjoy coaching softball or baseball. I would I would enjoy being around those type of sports. That's for me personally. But we've got to realize that. Um, so for coaches, the, the the selfish thing that I'm going to get to that people don't like to talk about is if you don't like football, 
you don't like X's and O's, you don't like this, that part of it, but you like helping kids, well, you need to do something else because you're going to cheat that kid out. You're going to help the kid while coaching football, but if you're going to cheat them out from the football side of things, then you need to do something else. You need to stay being a teacher. You need to go work in a church. You need to go to a youth program. You need to uh, do something else because at the end of the day, you're cheating them out of the football, so make sure that you know what are your goals because as coaches, as selfish as that sounds, we do have goals. So for me, I know that I, at the time, I wanted to be a college football coach. That was one of my goals. But I knew the steps to get there. Now, I know that sounds bad saying, oh, you're using the kids. No, you want to help the kids, and you're never going to stray away from that. Of You're going to help the kids, high school, youth, middle school, college, NFL, even though they're adults, you're helping them. I never strayed away from that, but I wanted to be a college coach. Now, the older I got and I started coaching, I realized there's two paths you could take to college. There's the path of you need to start doing it immediately. If you're in college, you need to volunteer your time to the college program, or you need to immediately when you're done be a GA, and that is the quickest way to get into it. Or you do the long way, which is kind of the route I was taking, was you you need to coach high school sports, and then it's not always what you know, it's who you know. And eventually, hopefully, you're going to know the right person, they're going to bring you in, or you do so well at the high school level that you could get to that college level, which I, coaches have done, and it's perfectly fine. But I knew that I want to be a college coach. But I didn't realize exactly what it took, but I still knew I wanted to do high school. So I knew that at the very top was this. But I knew there was other goals I wanted. So like, I wanted to be an offense coordinator. I want to be a head high school football coach. And, and that's the selfish side of me. But you have to do that. That's what motivates me. And if it motivates me to do that and, and at the same time, help the kids, that's what it is. So make sure when you're starting to coach, you've got to make sure that you're, you like football and then you got to figure out your goals or whatever sport it is, whatever your goals are. And I know coaches that want nothing to do with calling defense or offensive plays. I know coaches that want nothing to do with it. They want to be a position coach and that's it. That's all they want. They want to be a position coach. They want to help the kids. They want to give their input to the coordinator or the head coach and say, this is what I'm seeing. This is what I'm thinking and everything else. And that is perfectly fine. I have coached people like that and they've been doing it for 20 years, if not more. I'm perfectly fine being the O-line coach. I'm perfectly fine with being the wide receivers coach. I have fun doing this, you know, and that's perfectly fine. If that's your goal and you get, that's probably the easiest one, actually. If you just want to be a position coach, that's fine. I know people that have been position coaches, it's been offered, uh, coordinator positions and they turn it down. They're like, nope, I want nothing to do with it. I love what I do. I love being the wide receivers coach. I love being the quarterback coach, whatever it is. Uh, I love being the freshman coach. I love being the JV coach. And that's what they want to do. And sometimes that's not okay because, how do I put this? Sometimes it's it's okay to have those type of guys because you know they're going to be loyal. They're going to do what they're asked. They're going to and do all that. And they're happy and they're motivated. Okay, it's when you start Seeing the unmot when they're not motivated, that's kind of where you're going to fall into that type of stuff if you're the head coach. Um, so, but those are the goals, and and that's perfectly fine. You know, if you want to be a defense coordinator, that's your goal. You're going to work towards it. You're going to help the kids out along the way, and that's what motivates you to do that. So, I think selfishly, you kind of need that. You know, and people may not exactly want to hear that, but that is that is what happens, and that's what motivates us, and that's what keeps us as coach coaches going and uh so that's you know maybe some people don't want to hear that but that's the, the god honest truth and then 
once you make those decisions, once you know those are your goals, and it could be coaching position too, but once you have those down, then it's kind of how do you start and where do you start? My opinion, if you go to college or go to work, it doesn't matter. But I'm just going to go with college. If you go to college, this is where it becomes a little difficult. Some people wait till they're 21 years old. When they're out of college, 21, 22, 23 years old, then they go coach, which is fine. But to me, what, what it's good and bad. It's good because you're older. You can go coach those kids. You're not so close to their age. In a way, it's also bad because now you've been away from the game. Unless you're researching, if you're reading books, you go somehow go to clinics, you go talk to coaches, you're sticking around it. Maybe you're filming for somebody instead of just following coaching. If you spend that much time away and then you come back, I feel like to get to your goals, you're going to take longer. And I said this in another episode, I believe. So if I repeat myself, please, you know, bear with me. Um, you know, I'm stupid simple. I, I, I may forget some things. You've really... I think you should do it right away. If you're not playing college, when you're playing college sports, it's completely different. So that's where you, I think you just pop into places, a youth team or whatever. But if you go to college and you got to make some sacrifice. So when you go to college, if you're not playing college sports and you want to coach and you have these goals, I recommend, and this is unpopular, is you need to do it right away. So if we... I know if you go to out of state, it's really hard because you got to travel home. You got to do this, but that's the sacrifices. But I recommend that if you want to coach, you're 18, 19 years old, and you go off to college. Once you're established where you're going to school, I would look at high schools around that area if there's any close. And, and this is where it becomes difficult. But if you are able to manage having it be close, I would communicate with that head coach. Email them. Send, you know, I, you may not have a resume at 18, 19 years old, but send them that. Say, hey. Maybe get some people as references, some coaches, some teachers, and say, hey, I, I played football, I played basketball, or whatever. I want to be a coach. Um, I went to this high school. Here's my references. I really don't have, and be honest, I really don't have a resume. I've never coached. I'm interested in talking to you to help out the program. And that's where I've talked in another podcast where you go interview, and you have to interview the interviewer to learn all about the program you can. So I've said that before about asking every question you can to learn. I think then you offer your services to that head coach. Now, here's the next part where it's volunteer on my thing. It says, where do you start and volunteer? These kind of coincide. You are probably going to volunteer. Very rarely, if, you got a, if you're going to college to be a teacher and you get hired as a teacher and there's a coaching job open, yes, sometimes it works out to where that person might find a stipend because they're a teacher. But sometimes that doesn't happen. Sometimes there's a teaching job open, but there's no coaching job. So you're going to have to volunteer one way or the other, I think. So do you want to volunteer when you're in college? You don't have a lot of bills to worry about. Uh, maybe you can still work on the side, but maybe you're just coaching one sport, then you find a job. Or do you want to wait till you're 22? You have all these bills. You're, you're working. You have to find your own place to live. And you're trying to volunteer. But maybe you're like, maybe I go do a part-time job. Maybe I go do something else. You know, whatever. I don't know the situation. But the realistic factor is you're going to have to volunteer. I volunteered for a couple of years for football and basketball. My first paid coaching job was until four years into it was the track job. And then I started to really open up some doors, but it's because they saw that I was volunteering with football and basketball to put my time in. Then it slowly turned into, I got a stipend for football. I became the assistant head football coach, became offense coordinator, coach defense. And it turned into, I was a head seventh grade boys basketball coach a couple of times. I coached high school. So it turns into other things. 
but you're going to have to volunteer. So I recommend if you're able to swing it at 18, 19 years old, you go do it now. And the reason why I say that again is because you might have some leeway. So when, you know, you're going to have to volunteer. And it might be the freshman team. Me, and I've said this on the podcast before, I helped my high school and I was volunteer. I wasn't a full-time volunteer coach, but I offered my services. I helped out the varsity right away. So I was kind of thrown right in. I've all, I, I know nothing else. Um, and I'm not bragging. I've told coaches before at the time I was, if this was years ago, I might've bragged. There is a part of me that wishes back then that, um, I was with freshmen and really learned how to teach technique, really learned how to coach. But my head coach kind of took me under his wing. And this is something that he told me to always take with me. He goes, you just seem like you already have a knack for talking to the kids and coaching. And again, I'm not bragging at all. It was just, I got lucky. It's more lucky and more of he saw this and he wants to help me and show me. And that's not always going to be the case. You know, I went back to my high school to coach. And I've said a podcast before, that was a good thing and a bad thing. It's a good thing because it was my head coach. It was a bad thing because I was 18, 19 years old coaching 16-year-olds with guys I just probably played with on a team. So it was very difficult. I've learned, no offense to my head coach, but me coach, this is my fifth high school where I'm at now at Addison Trust, my fifth high school. I've coached with a bunch of other coaches. I've learned a bunch of different things and different experiences. We all have our own path. But I've but going back to my volunteering thing, I volunteered for a while. And while volunteering, you've got to be a fly on the wall. So if you're able to swing it and you're volunteering when you're in college or whatever, or if you go to work and you work during the day, work overnight, but you volunteer, but you're able to do things, perfect. But if you're in college, you're able to volunteer. And, and like I said, you have more leeway. It might be freshman team and you may have more leeway, you know, at first, maybe your first year. And I know college kids want to party and they want to do this, they want to do that, but you've got to make some sacrifices. And so maybe that coach goes, hey, we don't need you for varsity games right away. And maybe you swing that. So maybe that's why you can have a, a social life. But that's where you got to make the decision of you you got you got plenty of time to party, guys. Yeah, people don't want to hear that. You got plenty of time to party. You, there's still time to hang out with your friends after practice. Go hang out with your friends. You have the weekends. If you're a freshman coach, you're not really going to do anything on the weekends. Your game might be on a Saturday. And maybe you don't do much on a Monday. I don't really know how it works for certain ones. Maybe your game's on a Thursday. And they get maybe they get Friday, Saturday, Sunday off. So you're, or maybe they just come in Saturday for a little bit. You're not giving up a lot of time. It's not hard, or it, it's not as hard as it sounds. But maybe that and that helps you. And then while you're doing that, you slowly start to move up. Um, for me, if it was me and I did this, I was a fly on the wall. I wanted to do everything I could. And like, here's an example: first year of school I'm at right now. I've been coaching for a while, so I know how things work. But still, new school, new still new coaching staff. Uh. And I stay, you know, after practice, I don't run out of there. I don't say, ah, I'm going to go party. I'm going to go to my friend's house. I stay and make sure everything's picked up. I talk to the coaches. I make sure I talk to the head coach, the offense and the run game coordinator. I make sure I talk to the OC, make sure we're all good. We start discussing some things. And that's just me. I That's just who I am. I want to make sure everything's good. So practice ends at 730. I may not leave till 8 o'clock. Just right now because due to COVID, normally it might be later. Maybe we're watching film. But there's all of that. So. Once you volunteer and you get into it, so let's say you get it, you volunteer, you're a freshman coach, you're a sophomore coach, whatever it is, you might be an assistant to the assistant, great. One thing you've got to realize is the time. Now, I know some coaches are going to dispute this. I'm hoping to get some coaches on here to discuss this with me. I've never been around where 
I've been on a program where we've done less time with film and everything, and we have not done very well as a program. I've been around the programs that have given a little bit more time to film, and we do a little more, and we win. So I don't really know which one's better. I've seen both sides of it. For me personally, the more time, the more result you get. So one thing you need to know is eventually, if you want to be good at coaching and you want to move up, it's going to be some time. Practice at 3.30 or 4 o'clock till 6.30. And, you know, there's some ways where you stay after with coaches and you watch the practice film. If you you film the drill, you film uh, the, the team time most likely because it's hard to film the drills. You've got to watch it and you've got to let those kids, maybe those kids watch it with you. Maybe you got to send it out and huddle right then and there because they're going to forget. And that way you can practice fast when you film stuff, but you've got to watch it. And I think you need to do that stuff. So I think at the beginning, it's going to take time because you've got to learn how to watch film. You think you do as a player, but then when you start coaching, you're watching a little different. Oh, his foot wasn't doing that. Or why was your arm like that? Or, or, or you know, why would you take that step? I can tell where you're looking. The eye in the sky don't lie. Like you, you learn how to watch film as a coach and it can ruin you watching games on Saturdays. because You might start watching the games on Saturdays as a coach and so be prepared for that, but you got to be prepared to give that extra time of watching film. When you go home, you're probably going to watch film. You're going to think about it when you're a coordinator and game plan. Uh, so you got to got to know your spouse, your girlfriend, whatever. Uh, got to know the time it's going to be taken. You might go home and watch film. You're going to say after practice, practice ends at six o'clock. You might be there till six forty-five watching film, just to help you. And especially when you're a young coach, and if your goal is to move up to varsity, your goal is to do this. You need to start doing that stuff to prove to the head coach that's, you, look at this guy, he's doing it. Now, that doesn't mean once you get that spot, you stop. You know, you, you continue to do those things. And then be a fly on the wall. If you're a freshman coach, sophomore coach, JV coach, you're in the varsity room, you're listening to those guys. You're not there to tell them what to do. They may not even ask your opinion, but you're there taking notes. You're there learning to see what they do. Uh, maybe you go to a different school. Maybe uh, you go watch your high school later on. You're, you're being a fly on the wall. You're learning. You're watching games on Saturdays. Be a student of the game. You're, you're a fly on the wall at home watching those things, trying to learn. Uh, reach out to other coaches in the offseason. That's during this COVID time, during this podcast, when I'm reaching out to coaches, I've learned a little bit. You know, It's not a whole much X's and O's. Now we talked a little bit, but I'm learning a, little, a few things. Reach out to coaches. They'll talk ball with you if you reach out and say, hey, you know, we're a pro-style team, and this is what we're going to do. I'm a young coach. I'm just reaching out to see what you guys do, how you do it. Take notes, write them down, type them out. I don't care which one. Go to the library. Instead of, I've bought books, and it costs money, so if you don't have, I've been lucky to get some of these books. Get some books, read, learn. Um, try to go to clinics. Find the online stuff, which is crazy. When I was first starting, we didn't really have a lot of that still. I know YouTube was out, but it wasn't like it is now. Um Go to the library, rent the books, talk to coaches, maybe they'll loan you the book to read. There's a lot of good ones. You need to be doing all that. Reaching out to coaches is a huge thing. Don't be afraid. You know, like this podcast, if I had to do it, a lot of coaches are going to sit there and talk to you. A lot of these coaches are going to take the time out to do that stuff with you and for you. So, I mean, you got to do that stuff. Um, that's a lot of that stuff. And then the big thing that I learned was you may coach what you don't want to coach. What I mean by that is, and I'm going to give you an example. I played offensive line and defensive line, and that's all I knew. 
When I was a player, I didn't give a rat's behind about what was happening behind me. I was worried about the five guys and the tight end, what we were doing. I was more worried about the guys that I was blocking. I was more worried about that. Um, defensive line, I wasn't worried about what the linebackers were doing. I didn't know any of that. I only worried about how is this lineman going to try to block me? Is he going to block me with my hand placement? That's all I was worried about. I wanted to coach offensive line and defensive line, but I loved offense more. So I knew I wanted to be an offense coordinator. And that's all I wanted. I coached in my high school, and that's what I did. I was offensive line, defensive line. So I went to the next school when my head coach was let go. I told that guy, Coach Hogan knows. I told him, I said, I know offensive line, defensive line. I want to coach offense. A couple days later, he goes, okay, you're going to do running backs, linebackers, JV defensive coordinator, and you're going to help out varsity defense. And I was a brat about it deep down inside. I was like, oh, my gosh, I don't want to coach defense. I don't want to do this. I don't want to do that. And, you know, so I had to learn the defense. I had to learn running backs. I had to learn this and that. And it was like, I don't want to coach this. I want to coach offensive line. I want to be with the big boys. I want to hit. I want to do this. I want to do that. And I quickly learned to stop being a brat. I quickly learned that if I want to be a head coach, I want to be an offense coordinator. This is the type of stuff I'm going to have to do. And I thank him all the time for it. And I'm very grateful because I understand I'm, I'm a, I was offense coordinator for a little bit. I'm a run game coordinator. And you learn coaching defense is going to help you on offense and vice versa. So my recommendation is if your goal is to be an offensive line coach and an offensive coordinator, and when you go volunteer or whatever the case is, let's say you volunteer on the freshman level and then you get up and then all of a sudden it's, oh, hey, we have a JV team. And let's let's say you're coaching off, excuse me, let's say you're coaching offensive line at the freshman level, you're having a good time, you're learning it. Um, the head varsity coach comes up to you and says, hey, you've been doing such a good job. I have a paid stipend position for our JV linebackers coach. I want you to have it. You can't sit there and tell me. You're probably going to say no. You're moving up. You're going to get a stipend. Now, if you say no just because it's not offense, I'm gonna, you need to be smacked upside the head. Because here's what I'm going to tell you. That's your way to move up. Coach Ron Mackey, shout out to him. He wanted to coach offense, but he started out coaching. He played defense, and he started coaching defense. Go listen to the podcast. You know, I might have talked with him. I love talking to him. Uh, then he said that um, a running backs coach position came open, and he jumped on it. I hope it was Coach Ron Mackey. If it wasn't him, I'm going to sound like an idiot, but a coach I talked to, pretty sure it was him, jumped on the opportunity, and that was his way to get back in. He had to prove himself, and he got into offense. Um, coach Sheffer, who does the Armchair Coaching Podcast, uh, and I've been on a lot. It was yeah, he's been on my great guy, great coach. He wanted to be an offensive line coach, and he wants to be a coordinator. But the last couple of years, he had to coach defense at his school. He proved himself. He was linebackers coach, helped out with defense. Head coach, there was an offensive line position open. Goes to the head coach and says, "Hey, I kind of want that job." And the head coach told him, "I was thinking about that anyway," and he got it. And now he's he told me straight up, he was like, "I understand what the linebackers are doing for the offensive line. I understand the defense is doing for that." So when there's an opportunity to maybe coach something that you don't necessarily don't want to coach, you need to jump on it. Cause and you may become a defensive, you know, Gus Malzahn at Auburn. He was a defensive coordinator, and now he's a brilliant offensive mind. So you may have to do those things that you necessarily don't want to do. 
but it's going to help you in the long run. So if you have the opportunity to start coaching what you want, great. But to move up, if there's, you know, a position open up and the varsity coach says, I want you to move up, but you're going to coach this position instead, you have to say yes. And that doesn't mean you're going to coach that position the rest of your life, but it might be a position you like. So if you're coaching offensive line down at the freshman, sophomore level, if you're coaching quarterbacks or whatever, so let's say you're coaching quarterbacks, and all of a sudden they say, hey, I have a safeties varsity position open. And it's a stipend, especially like it's a stipend. If you say no, now maybe that's what you maybe you'd want to stay down at that level, and that's perfectly fine. But I think it depends on your personal goals and when you're going to jump up there. And then you're going to be able to coach what you want. You might move up and coach safeties for even one year, two years, I don't know. Then eventually it might be like, hey, now we have a quarterback's coach position open. We have a offensive coordinator position open. You go talk to that coach. You're proving yourself. You're a fly on the wall. You're watching film. You're breaking down the film. You're doing a good job. Those kids are playing well. And then you go up to him, or maybe he offers you the job. Maybe you go up to him and say, hey, you have an offensive coordinator position open. I want to talk to you about it. You have a quarterback position, whatever it is. I want to talk to you about it. And most likely it's going to go your way if you're doing the right things. You're, you're, you're being a team player, being a coach, you're, you're, you're helping out the coaches, you're helping out the kids, you're doing your job. You know, not necessarily all the time wins and losses, you're doing those things. You're, you're um, I know the word grind, the term, you know, you're, you're a grinder, you're grinding out is not the right one to use. You're, you're working hard, you're, you're, you're pushing through, things will work out for you. Um. And in term, I have this written down. I don't know if it's this, when I wrote it down, I was thinking something different, but you're going to learn how to talk to people. And what I mean by that is when you're an assistant coach and you're helping out the coordinators, you have to learn how to talk to the coach. You don't walk in and say, you got to do this, you got to do that. During this time, I think you'll learn how to talk to them like, oh, coach, you know, with our offense, I've seen this, or I've talked to a coach and I've seen this. What do you think about it? And you talk through it. You don't just say, let's do this. And then you don't get mad when the coach says, no, I've talked about that in another podcast. Um, you have to adapt. And that kind of goes with if a coach comes to you and says, I need a safeties coach. I need you to do it. I'm asking you to do it. You're adapting. Um, I think that if you're open-minded and you're being a student of the game and you're re- if I talked to, um, on a podcast, um, I talked to a coach and he said, if you don't study in the off season, don't study on Saturdays when you're watching college football, not saying you're going to do everything they do because it's college NFL and NFL is NFL. Make sure that you're a student of the game. Research something you don't run maybe a little bit. You know, like let's say you're a spread team, but you're a spread run team, but maybe you start looking at a little bit of the air raid, but then maybe you're starting to look at twin T stuff just, just because. You're researching the stuff you run anyway to see if you can help, but then maybe research a little something else. Expand the mind. Maybe you're an offensive guy and you run the air raid, but then you're like, well, this offseason, I'm going to look at the air raid stuff, but I'm going to spend a little bit of time here studying more defense. I'm going to read some defensive books. Um, I'm going to read or look up videos on defense just to open your mind because what if what if you coach offense, but then your varsity coach says, I need a defensive coordinator. You're going to be pretty like, oh, man, yes, I've been researching the 3-4. I've been researching the 4-3 or whatever it is, and I'm good to go because you're a student of the game. The moment you stop learning is the moment you need to stop. You're always learning. You're always adapting, you know, because – don't, just because a coach ran 15 years ago, now some things might work now, but just because it was worked 15 years ago, 20 years ago, 30 years ago, doesn't mean it's going to work right now. You have to adapt. You have to be able to go by what the kids can do. And I've said that on other podcasts, but you, you'll learn that stuff. Um, be open-minded. Um, and another thing, I 
The other part that I don't think people want to talk about if you're getting to coaching is always have your options open. And, when I, and it kind of goes with coaching different positions. But I also think it has to go with your career. I'm not saying when you're coaching at a school, you have one foot in, one foot out. I'm not saying that, you know, the moment the season's over, you're looking for a job to leave. Now, I've been at five high schools. There were two-ish situations where I kind of looked to leave. Um, I ran my course, the place I was offense coordinator at, and I was looking, you know, I resigned and was never going to coach again. And I ended up, you know, so I left. I was looking, I looked to leave and I left. And then I got to another school. I had to volunteer all over again. I was a paid coach. And this is the other thing I had to adapt. Moved three hours away to the suburbs. I had to restart over, knew nobody, restarted. I had to volunteer once again. Now, I wasn't really looking to leave, and this is where I'm talking about keeping your options open. Coaching, especially in high school in Illinois, is not all about the money. But there are certain situations, like my situation, which I'm not going to get too personal with, I couldn't afford to volunteer two years in a row. Doing it once, trying to figure out the life was one thing. To do it again was going to be very tough. Um, I was very blessed. So in a way, I was sort of looking around, but I wasn't, if that makes sense. Like, I was looking at head coaching jobs. I was looking at, you know, maybe there was an offense coordinator spot open. Maybe there was that. And that was about it. Um, but I end up, and when you're coaching and you talk to other coaches around the areas, you know, that kind of happens. And I was very grateful. The next school I went to, um, I'm wearing it right now, East Aurora. Uh, I was very grateful because Coach Coach Kukoc there, which is one of the great youngest high school coaches in the state of Illinois, said, you know, I have a paid offensive line spot. You're going to help out defensive line too, but I have a paid spot. And so I was kind of working my way up, you know, okay, I'm going to go do that. And I didn't want to leave the school I was at necessarily, but I, this is a different opportunity. I kept my options open and was doing what's best for me. I love those kids at the school. I left at Glenbard East, but I had to move on. And then it was a similar situation. I was at this school for a year. And then it all depends on where your life is. Um, getting offered a spot, you know, an upper step up and, you know, you just got to look at the whole situation. I wasn't necessarily looking to leave. It was just a conversation I had. And one thing leads to another and says, you know, we're not you this this spot for coaching. We're not you X amount of money or the school was. And, you know, we have this open for a job in the building or we have this or that. And you got to keep those options open. So if someone's going to talk to you and offer you, you got to listen. And I know people don't want to listen to that because I'm I like to think I'm a little loyal. And it made me sick to my stomach to leave the school I was at. I had doing it two years in a row. I had to do it two years in a row. But this last time to leave was, you know, it was, it made me sick. I had to think about it for a while. Um, but head coaches are prepared for that. So don't be afraid of that. But it's one thing to keep your options open. If a coach talks to you, it's another when you're applying around or doing this or that. Um, so I think all that stuff, you younger coaches that are getting into it really have to consider and really have to think about. Um, and there, there's so much more I could talk about, but that's just the short version. That's, things that I think people need to think about when you're going into coaching, realize what you're getting into, and you're also going to lose your hair, and it's going to be, and your beard's going to be white. Uh, I think football, you get gray hairs. Basketball, you lose your hair is what I think happens, and so I've coached both. So I'm slowly losing my hair, and I've got white and gray going on in the beard, um, and you got to be patient. You got to be patient for your personal goals, and in times where you may not necessarily be where you want, like, oh man, I want to coach offensive line. I want to be an OC. I want to be a head. I want to be a head coach so bad in high school. 
and I have not gotten there yet, and it may never happen. So, and I want to be an offense coordinator again, and I'm not. And, you know, there's that competitive side of me, that personal side that says, I could do it. I could be the head coach. I can go call plays. And in those type of moments where you start to be a little bit more selfish than you should be in a moment where you're frustrated with that, you go back to the why. Why were you coaching and go back to, is this about me or the kids? And if you go back and know it's the kids and that's what you go to and you know that 110%, think about that. And that's what I do. Like, oh, I'm not a head coach. Like, And, th- and it's not necessarily this year. It happened about a year ago or so. I applied for some head coaching jobs, kind of flirted to talk about doing them, and it just didn't work out. And I got very frustrated. I could do it. Or I want to be an offense coordinator. I could do it. And I went back and thought about it and went back and said, it's about the kids. Am I, am I coaching football? I am. Am I coaching offensive line? I am. Am I helping out with the offensive coordinator stuff still? I am. So, so what was the big deal, Steve? That's what I told myself. And so if you go back to that and you, you know, a hundred, you know, heart of hearts, that's what it is. You're good. Now, if you go back and say, well, I just want to do this, I want to do that, then you need to really evaluate getting out. If it turns into, well, no, 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 offense coordinator, defense coordinator, bust, head coach or bust, college coaching or bust, and no matter what happens, I think that's where you take a step back and go, wow, maybe it's not happening because my heart's not in the right place. And you really, really need to reevaluate what's going on. Uh, so that's that's my talk about, so you want to get into coaching and what it really entails, what you really need to think about and what really needs to go into it. Uh, so I hope somehow, some way, I know I'm not an old, old coach, but I think I'm, a, I'm slowly in that weird spot where I could help younger coaches and help any coach out there at all. And so if this helps one person, helps them think about it, uh, that's fantastic. So that, that that's my little talk there. Anybody out there that listened, I appreciate you. Anybody that's sharing it out, I appreciate you. Be on the lookout for other episodes. I really hope I'm slowly re- researching to get this going. So I appreciate every single one of you. I hope you are all staying safe. The coaches that are coaching right now, I'm living vicariously through you. Uh, so thanks once again, and I'm going to see you guys next time. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.